Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. TDN Fantasy listeners, do you want to win some money in weekly fantasy sports this year? Well, check out our friends over at Owner's Box. You can join their latest contest for free by using the code DREW9. That is DREW9, as in Drew Brees. And you can win some money today. We've talked in the show about how much money I was able to win in their week one contest. You can join in on the fun now. Win some money of your own by going on ownersbox.com or downloading the Owner's Box app on your device. Make sure you join and get your lineups in today. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians, the gang back together again for a waiver wire Tuesday. Jamie's, this is week eight, correct? Week eight rankings? Uh, it's unreal. We're already at week eight. Week eight is where we are at here on the show. Uh, so we have that to look forward to as well. But first, got to tell everybody about our friends over at Bet Online, a new web interface for the start of basketball season. Basketball season just getting underway. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the basketball. And the remaining football action this season head over to that new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up and you can receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit if you haven't done so already just use the the promo code believe 50 that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 to receive your bonus bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts waiver wire rankings we start with where waiver wire starts right here. Um, Chris, you're probably going to ask me about quarterbacks, knowing how you tend to order this every single week. Uh, there's not much uh, this week <laughs> in terms of guys that are available widely. Um, I, I guess the only name I would throw out there, if somebody dropped him because of bye weeks, I, I do think Trevor Lawrence is probably worth an add to your team. I have him as my QB 16 this week. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones could be another interesting one in a matchup against the Kansas City defense that can't stop anybody. But that's really about it this week. Uh, I don't really see anybody else that's widely available on waivers right now. Uh, you know, when I say widely, I mean like 50 percent or more of leagues that you really should pick up. Everybody else is pretty, pretty solidly owned. What about if Matt Nagy misses the game? Is Justin Fields potentially going to play then? No, never mind. Move on, Chris. I'm, I, I look. I can't play Justin Fields in fantasy this year. I just can't. 
It just it, it is what it is. You guys know how I feel about him, but he ain't getting no help, dude. Well, dear God. No. No, it is. If you look, I think ESP, uh, what was it? Uh, no, NFL Next Gen Stats. Uh, he is getting pressured like in the first three seconds post snap at like twice the league average, like and at four seconds, like four times. It's like it's look, there's there's a learning curve that he needs to do better himself, but yes. he also is getting no help to do it. Like it's 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 bad. It's a bad it's combination. Really bad right now. It's a bad combination. The running backs, Jamie, is there anything that excites you a little bit more in this position group? Yeah, I think you have to look at you have to start at the, the Philadelphia running backs with the Miles Sanders ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to miss some time. So Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott are both worthy of being picked up. Uh, if you watch the way the game played once Sanders went down, Boston Scott was essentially the early down back for them. And they used Kenneth Gainwell in basically his same role he had before as the more pass catching two minute drill type of back. Uh, I, I have Gainwell ranked ahead of Scott. Scott this week, but I do think both of them are at least should be in the conversation. And in PPR, I still would like Gainwell a little bit more just because I think he has more of an opportunity to be, you know, a check down guy. But the interesting element here is in the, is this Philadelphia Detroit game because Philadelphia might not be losing like they might be because Detroit's been playing hard. But a lot of the Philadelphia fantasy value has particularly come in the second half and in particular the fourth quarter as quote-unquote garbage time. So what if there's no garbage time in this game? For By the way, for either of these teams, this is probably going to be a close game for both of these teams because they both absolutely suck. So this is very interesting because these are two teams that get a ton of fantasy points in garbage time and might not have those garbage time opportunities. But those would be the two guys that I would look to pick up. Um, I'm not really picking up any of the – I'm not picking up Bolden or J.J. Taylor. Um, I really I – wouldn't, I wouldn't pick up Rashad Penny. So there's really not a lot of running backs that excite me aside from the Philadelphia duo. What about with Malcolm Brown going on IR, Sylvan Ahmed, Jamie? Maybe, but they're just not running the ball league. effectively. Yeah. Well, they're, honestly, they're not doing much effectively. Yeah, I was just going to say, Miami are they doing right anything now. well, Jamie? Is there is anything well um, in Miami? No, not really. Okay, all right. Uh, any other names that we want to touch on here before I move on to wide receivers? Not the running back no. spot, no. Okay, so the floor is yours then, Jamie. Wide receivers. I, I think a, a lengthier list, more names to probably Oh, yeah, here. a lot more. So there's actually a ton of guys that I'm interested in this week. Uh, one of them I, I will mention for the like third consecutive week, but please pick up Rashad Bateman. But you know why if you've listened to the show for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Michael Gallup, that's a fun name. Uh, he is – oh, sorry, Chris. You No, you no, no please talk about Michael Gallup because that's not the name I was going to bring up. So I'll bring up Michael Gallup uh, is going to be coming off IR soon. So if he hasn't officially already. So that's a name to kind of keep in mind for you. He might not be a guy that you're starting right away, but uh, a player that you really need to have on your radar. And I believe he's available right now. Yeah, he's available in 55% of leagues. Uh, Alan Lazard for this week. Devontae Adams is not going to play. I would, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to play some miracle. Uh, So Alan Lazard, we start, he really got all his production last week on one drive, but uh, he's going to have a little bit more of an increased role. But I actually like Aaron Jones more. I think Aaron Jones's potential upside in this game is much higher than any anybody else because I believe he's averaging like 23 fantasy points per game in the game in his career in the games that Devontae Adams misses like it's something stupid like that so Aaron Jones is probably going to be the one that has the biggest game and is the biggest beneficiary of Devontae Adams being out but Alan Lazard needs to be on your radar old friend of the show Russell Gage comes back last week has a nice game he's going to continue to be heavily involved Uh, Atlanta's kind of figuring out that you know hey look we got Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage and Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson maybe let's not beat our head into the ground because we can't run block for you know what 
So maybe we're just going to find a way that we're just going to keep passing it. Um, though, and, and KJ Osborne would be another interesting one coming off the bye week. Again, they have a, uh, Minnesota's got a solid matchup this week. Could have a nice game from Kirk Cousins, and KJ Osborne continues to be involved as their wide receiver three. I think don't else forget Kadarius Tony and T.Y. Hilton with Bymageddon yeah. last week and coming off the injuries they played, they were playing good, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're out. Kadarius Tony's probably out another week. T.Y., maybe, maybe not, but a guy to stash. If those two guys are still floating around out there, keep an eye on that too. The tight end position, the last position for us to go through here in the waiver wire spot. You can't see this because there's no video version of this podcast, but Jamie like took a big breath in when I said, you know, we're going to talk about the tight end position because I don't know if he has a name that he really wants to talk about. But I will ask you this question, Jamie. I will ask you this question this way. No Devontae Adams. Robert Tunyon is on the list that I am looking at. I know you just talked about what the Green Bay's offense might look like without Devontae Adams. Would this be a week to potentially entertain Robert Tunyon? I suppose, like, I ended up putting him at tight end 15 because I think, look, this is very simple with Tunyon. It's he catches a touchdown or he's an absolute waste of your time. Um, but if he's going to be an opportunity for him to catch a touchdown, Devontae Adams not being in the lineup will increase those odds. Uh, I, I think it's interesting there, but uh, he is not the guy I would grab first off of the list of guys that are available. I'd still probably grab CJ Uzoma. Uh, comes in as tight end nine for me. We've got another, another two touchdown games. He's got five touchdowns in his last four. Not getting a lot of volume, but getting plenty of touchdown opportunities. That Bengals offense is humming a little bit. Absolutely cooked Marlon Humphrey on his first touchdown there. Uh, so he's a name I would pick up before Robert Tunyon. Um, another name that's that's right in that group that I would consider like on par with Tunyon is Mo Ali Cox. Again, another guy that continues to find the end zone, gets more heavily involved offense. I'd probably pick up both of those guys ahead of, of Robert Tunyon, but uh, Tunyon would be third on my list. And then uh, I know you're going to ask me already, Chris, I, I would put Evan Ingram fourth. I was going to ask that question, so you beat me to the point. Jake, uh, anything you want to talk about in the tight end position? Where you got Jared Cook? Oh, that would require me to have the tight end. Yeah, so you, I, I believe he's more wide open, but he's my tight end eight for this week. So okay. uh, I just don't, I just don't think he's available in enough leagues. Forty four percent Yahoo. I'm sitting here looking at it. that. That was oh, that's uh, interesting. An interesting one. Yeah, that's, I thought it was too. Yeah, the bye week last week was so crazy. I mean, I think there's a lot of sleepers out there that people had to move somebody and they're hoping that they pop back up in their leagues they can grab but man that like i saw that one at 44 percent. i was shocked so we have jamie's rankings to now get into and we're going to start with the quarterbacks but first i have a question for my friend jamie because last night for monday night football he put together a prize picks lineup and i saw on twitter the prize picks lineups that he put together so jamie before i tell everybody how they could potentially get involved in play prize picks how did your prize picks lineup do last night I was a hold. I was an offensive holding penalty away from winning. Oof. Uh, I had I hit two of the three legs. Jameis Winston over sixteen fantasy points. The DK Metcalf over fifty nine and a half yards. Uh, and all I needed was the Marquez Callaway over uh, on his yardage total, which he he got on a play. Now, to be fair, the guy was completely unequivocally held. Like, there was no doubt it was a holding penalty. But uh, he ends up making the catch, getting enough yards to go over, and the play gets called back. Uh, so I did not ultimately win that lineup, but I did have fun putting it together. Uh, and as I mentioned here on the show on Sunday, and I mentioned just now, there is this fantasy component. So if you don't feel super comfortable with like picking up yardage totals or you do your own fantasy projections or you want to use my rankings, whatever it might be, 
you can parlay together these fantasy point total over and unders as well and you can mix and match them with the yardage and touchdown so you can get really creative at prize picks and right now they're offering up a up to a $100 bonus uh, if you when you sign up and deposit and I will say this this is something that I've used this personally they use your bonus money first, which I think is an absolutely awesome customer uh, approved way of doing things. So a lot of places when you, you deposit your money, you either have to earn the use of your bonus or they start using your real dollars first. And then once you run out of that, then they'll use your bonus. No, no. Price picks will actually start your first bets. That first hundred dollars that I've bet so far on price picks is all of their bonus money. So uh, that is a really nice feature for them. I encourage you to check out their app and start making lineups. And by the way, it's more than just football. You can do cross sport. You can do one sport. You can do whatever you want on there. You can do first half of games on the prime time, second half of games. They a offer you a wide, yeah, a lot of choices, a wide selection of availability. It's a really fun way. Uh, if you may be more intimidated by standard uh, prop betting or you don't feel like, ah, I don't want to do yardage projections, but I feel really comfortable with where I evaluate fantasy players, this is a great way to, to get to dip your toes in and start winning some money. And Jamie mentioned it, a one, up to a $100 bonus. Uh, on your deposit. Use the promo code TDN when you sign up to get that. And Cross Sports, they got NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball. Those two sports are about to start. MLB, soccer, MMA, and a whole lot more. Okay, Jamie, your quarterback rankings. And I never Sir? start at the top. I, ne- I, ne- I never start with the first couple names. I always have an obscure name. Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is a QB1. Go. Yeah. Uh, well, Kirk Cousins is having a phenomenal fantasy season that nobody wants to talk about because he's Kirk Cousins. Uh, but he's really playing at a high level in real life and in fantasy right now. Uh, the Dallas defense is, is is kind of bend but don't break in a way. Like, obviously, you know, Trevon Diggs is getting a ton of attention, but they're still giving up a ton of yards, uh, particularly in for fantasy purposes. So that's not a matchup to run from by any means. Cousins is at home coming off of a bye. Um, I really like this opportunity for him in this game on Sunday Night Football. It should be really actually a, a fun Sunday Night Football game. Teddy Bridgewater, I know that might surprise people, but he's been putting up a solid fantasy point total, even though it's looked a little bit more ugly over these last few weeks. Washington hasn't stopped anybody. Like Washington is one of the best fantasy defenses uh, for quarterbacks to face right now. He's going to have Jerry Judy back for this game, so he's going to have Judy and Fant and Sutton and Patrick. So he's going to have a full complement of weapons for this matchup. But, well, the game is back at home. Uh, I actually I understand if you have some trouble trusting Teddy Bridgewater this week. I get it but to me I, I he's somebody i'm looking at an owner's box a lot of dfs a guy that's really cheap right now that i think could easily sneak you 20 points this week here in week eight i love the cousins one that's where stats don't tell the whole story where dallas's offense is running the ball so much and keeping the ball away from people that defense isn't out there as much as they were last year they're better but they're not tremendously better that's just the stats lying to you and you're not trusting the eyeball test kirk cousins has been phenomenal for the last two weeks coming off the bye i like that one a lot and teddy's whole thing is his feet he had the foot injury couldn't move around as much uh, and getting Jerry Judy back seems huge. I mean, that's that the quick stuff, the guy that could beat the defender off the line of scrimmage immediately, go back to those slants where Teddy didn't have to hold it as long. I think that that is a huge bump in that offense, him coming back. Uh, nice to see Justin Herbert's name back on your rankings, Jamie, because having to not play him last week certainly hurt me in fantasy. I, I like that he is back, and he's back at number eight. Uh, running backs, if that's okay with everybody, unless there's another quarterback that we want to discuss. Where's Carson Wentz? I'm at 17. For this week, I, I, I'm in the like uh, we have a little bit more depth this week at the quarterback position. I think he's he's a fairly solid play again. 
Um, got a good matchup. He's been looking pretty good. Weather shouldn't be. The weather should be fine. He's playing back indoors. Uh, should not have to worry about. He's not the playing wheels. in a bomb typhoon. What was the yeah, name? Of whatever, that thing? Yeah, and even we're learning new weather phrases. Um, it, this is it's fascinating to see. Uh, but he actually didn't have a terrible game considering the conditions. To be honest with you, for fantasy purposes, I was expecting a big nothing burger from both quarterbacks. So uh, he's a really solid play. Like as I look at my list, and I, you know how I kind of talk about guys I feel comfortable with as my QB one. I would say. I probably feel comfortable with like 16 or 17 guys if I had to this week that play in a QB one spot. And that probably Wentz is the, the cutoff for me um, is, is that cutoff. But uh, there's actually some more depth this week, which is nice. One with only two teams on by, you're only dealing with Las Vegas and Baltimore that are on by, which is a problem for the tight end group, but not so much of a problem everywhere else. Uh, we will get to that group a little bit later on the running back group. And Jamie, I have the list up in front of me and I mean, there's nothing that feels completely out of sorts that, that alarm bells are going off that I'd like to talk about. I mean, you have Alex Collins up as RB17. Your top 10, you, you could put them in really any order. Um, I thought Joe you might Mixon have an issue is, with who was at 10 and why it wasn't higher. Yeah, listen, I, when, when you're within three or four spots of where like the expert consensus rankings are, that's just personal preference, right? That's yeah. that's what Alvin I kind of 10, by the way. I realize, I realize we shouldn't be speaking in code for people who are not looking at the rankings that we're looking at. But when I look at this list, you know, Jamie, you're within that three or four range on almost anybody. So at that point, it becomes personal preference. But yeah, that that goes all the way down to running back 16 for you. Uh, so uh, any any names that we'd like to really highlight? Again, I mentioned Alex Collins is probably the biggest mover. You have him up as RB17. Yeah, where, where is the because I wonder if ECR because he was questionable going into last night's game. I wonder if that's what's holding down his ranking because uh, some people, you know, because he doesn't automatically show up on people's boards and there's a lot of things that pop up there. Uh, I, I guess of, of the things of note to talk about here, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, we talked about a guy coming off of waivers. I have him at RB22 right now. Khalil Herbert, twenty RB26, looks like he's going to be the lead back there until David Montgomery comes back. Uh, remember to get your, uh, your Buffalo Bills back in. Zach Moss is a really solid flex play again this week at 28 uh if this is this miami game is another blowout for buffalo you're going to see a lot of moss and singletary so something to kind of keep an eye on if you need some help in that category um and that's really kind of about it i'm still in on the you know i feel like these two guys are ranked near each other every week the chuba hubbards and the Devonte bookers as they're backing up their their top flight running backs uh weren't banner days for either one of those guys last week but i would still put them in that low end rb2 category for this week can we mention the usage of Jonathan Taylor real quick? Please. Yeah, I don't know what I, this doing. is. This is your brand, Jake. Go right ahead. The kid is an absolute top shelf, blue freaking chip superstar running back who's 225 pounds, just happens to run a 10, 400 meters. In the end of a game where he has 107 yards, averaging 5.9 yards of carry, Naheem Hines in. By the way, only needed three yards to cover his 109, I think was his over under for rushing yards. What is going on there? The usage is absolutely mind-blowing to me. Marlon Mack, who wants to be traded, who they want to trade, is still a thing getting five or six carries where Jonathan Taylor's getting 12. It was a guy that gets – he's Derrick Henry. gets better throughout the game. It is mind-numbing, the usage of what's going on in Indy with Jonathan Taylor. And it makes no sense considering this is the same staff that was giving him, on average last year, in the back half of the season, in the postseason, 20 carries a game. And now it takes – he couldn't even get to 20 carries in a, in a hurricane – like in a typhoon game, they could not get him to 20 and carries. They weren't like, touching it him until he was eight yards down the field. He was averaging yeah. 5.9 yards a carry in the game. Just makes no sense. 
I, I, I don't get it. But his talent has been enough to keep him in this RB1 territory. But he should be challenging for maybe not RB1, RB1 because Derek Henry's alive. But like he should be challenging for RB2 right now yeah. if they were using him properly. Had, had to um, mention that one. That one 5.5 yards per carry for Jonathan Taylor this season so far. Yeah. Has, not had a, has not had a game in which he's had 20 touches or more in the running Stupid. game. So the highest he had was 18 carries. I think that was this past, maybe this game or last week he had 18. No, it was it was the Typhoon game. That was the 18 eight, carry game. Eight, that's that's his peak this season. And I'm looking at, because I... I Can't wait for him to get 14 carries for, you know, 80 or 97 yards in this next game and then them go away from him. I pulled up the um, snap count rankings for yeah. running backs. He is at, let me just very quickly check to make sure I have the right number here. He's 35.9% of the snaps on average. What is uh, that right? That, that is, like I do, TDN Fantasy does math. One, two, three, four. It's taking way too long to count. This is already a major problem. Major. He's still counting. He's still counting. He is. I, the, I believe if, if my math is correct, and I, I'm going to leave that pause in there so you hear it. I believe he's RB28 in that number. <laughs> Posturous. That's, 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 give or take a couple. My math might be I, a little I don't care off, if he's but. RB18. That's ridiculous. I don't care. He shouldn't be RB8. He should be in the top five. He should not. Exactly. He should not be RB8. This guy that catches it. Phenomenal. Ridiculous. So Absolutely freaking ridiculous. On that note, we will uh, we will move over to the wide receiver position. Uh, Jamie, Adam Thielen, a top 10 wide receiver this week. Mike Williams. I love seeing him, him in the top 10 every week. It's just a very nice thing to see. A uh, bye week was wide, huge for him. Yes. I'm starting to get the Mike Williams six. banged up. He needed that rest. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, back in there as wide receiver 13 this week. And I'm trying caution. to look at some. Big caution flag. Hopefully he's back. Yeah. I mean, okay. if he's not, I'll take him out of my rankings, obviously. Yeah. But uh, if he's back, that's where I have him. I have an overall question for Jamie Eisen sure. on the program here today. Because I saw that you have Sterling Shepard all the way up as wide receiver 29 this week. Yes. Right? Assuming he plays. If anybody plays the Kansas City Chiefs, what kind of just bump do they get in their in their well, position group? So, uh, well, I, I can actually tell you uh, how much I can give you an exact amount of bump right now that I gave guys this week. So let me pull so that out. This question. The other fact is that Sterling Shepard is their wide receiver one. Like, period, end of story. Agreed. I don't care if Galladay plays. I don't care if Kadarius Tony plays. I care a little bit if Kadarius Tony plays, but he's not playing this week. But Sterling Shepard is going to get a massive amount of volume. You're going to have to throw against the Chiefs because you can. And I expect the Chiefs aren't going to put up three points against the Giants. But uh, so right now, when I give the bump to wide receivers against the Chiefs, let me actually pull up what I can tell you exactly what bump I gave them based on my handy dandy formulas um so actually right now he's not getting a bump because they've actually been better against fantasy wide receivers than they have against quarterbacks so he's actually getting a one percent uh downgrade relative to um relative to league average but in comparison trying to find here where daniel jones is uh quarterbacks themselves are getting uh, a 12.3 percent bump so there's some wow. of it is because of running uh, of their inability to cover running backs and some of the other scenarios there uh, because now the running back bump that they're getting 
I know this is great. Yeah, running back bump is about 2.1%. So pretty much everybody is getting a bump. The receivers are basically staying on average uh, against them because understand that some of that too is it's half PPR. So it depends on the number of receptions. So it's not exactly a an exact like amount of receiving yards they give you because there's so many other things we factor in uh, for running backs and wide receivers in fantasy. But uh, Sterling Shepard is somebody that I think is a borderline must play every week that he's active. You know, maybe not as a wide receiver too, but if you have a three receiver league or multi-flex league he needs to be out there for you because he gets a ton of volume he's got a solid matchup um now again the tough part this week is look he was going to play last week suffered a late week setback which kept him out the thing that kind of sucks is he plays monday night so you're kind of put into a weird spot here my suggestion would be if you are hell-bent on playing sterling Shepard this week have dante pettis available on your bench uh, because I think if Shepard doesn't play, Dante Pettis has shown that he's going to be the next guy to step up um, for that team right now with no Kadarius Tony. We'll see if Kenny Galladay is back or not, but I don't expect Tony to play. Um, so it should be interesting to see, but I think Sterling Shepard is a, a must start if he's out there. You love him when he plays, but God, he's yeah. frustrating. We asked for years now. If he plays, we, we love him. We talk about him all the time. But my guys are frustrating. Yeah, it look, was, that's been an issue for the Giants for years now is getting their entire uh, skill position group on offense healthy. Like, it just doesn't happen. We've talked about the – remember all those years we used to talk about, well, we haven't had Shepard and Slayton and, and Ingram and, and Barkley all healthy at the same time. Well, that's continuing, and you can add Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony to the mix. Like, they cannot keep – their their stars on offense healthy. It was this podcast in the summertime that even when Kenny Galladay got there that told everybody Sterling Shepard is the wide receiver one in this offense when everybody is healthy. So I think this podcast has made it very clear where we feel about Sterling Shepard. told you not to dress egg one. We, we also told you not to do that as well. So I think we're two for two on our Giants related takes from the summer. Uh, Jamie, you mentioned it. No Darren Waller, no Mark Andrews creates a little bit of a weird tight end list this week. Yeah, and especially if you're playing on owner's box because you can, again, unless you're playing the Thursday through Monday contest, you don't have access to Travis Kelsey either. So if you're just playing the 25K Sunday only contest, the top three and then really top four, if you consider you know Kittle in that because he's not going to play either, are all gone. So it's going to be very fascinating to see where you go at tight end. I landed on Kyle Pitts this week. He is being more heavily involved in that offense. I love the way he looks. He's essentially just a wide receiver anyway with the tight end designation, the way that they used him, which is kind of what we've all expected. Uh, so I have him at tight end two, Hawkinson at tight end three, Mike Jacecki, tight end four, continues to be heavily involved. It's been really nice to see because after week one, I was like, oh, here we go. Pending free agent, two is not going to target him. He's not going to be involved. They're going to work him out of the offense. And then, boom, a big resurgence. It started with Jacoby Brissett, has continued since two has been back. He is a must-start every single week, as is at this point Dalton Schultz and Hunter Henry. I mean, these those three guys who were not in the top twelve when the season began, or excuse me, top ten when the season began, are pretty much must-start top ten tight ends on a weekly basis now. Yeah, Dalton Schultz coming back off the bye, and he doesn't. It doesn't really matter who they play because they do so much misdirection to him. He's getting twenty-yard pops here and there on you know these little funky screen passes that they run because they're running it so well. He's been a stud. I'm, I'm excited about him coming off the bye. That's it. Jamie's rankings, waiver wire Tuesday in the books. Uh, Jake, where can everybody follow you? Oh, go ahead, Jamie. Go ahead. You put we have your a couple extra up. minutes here. You want, want me to talk kickers and defenses, Chris? You made me do this last week. 
Um, I don't believe I did, actually. I don't believe I made you talk kickers and defense last week. I'd love to roll the tape on that, but go ahead if you'd like to. I believe somebody did. I didn't I didn't offer kickers it. Kickers are people too, Jamie. Go ahead. They yes, are, no, I didn't no, offer no, it. I never I'm offer not, this I, I agree. I just somebody made me talk that. kickers and defenses, and I don't well, know if Justin Tucker's been, on a no buy. That's worth noting. Was it yourself? Did it was you Daniel Carlson who's been spectacular. Yeah, no, that was the thing. I was looking for Daniel Carlson in my rankings. Like, oh, yeah, he's on buy. Yeah, but no Tucker, no Carlson. Tyler Bass is my clear kicker one this week, followed by Greg Zerline, Nick Falk, Matt Prater, and Greg Joseph round out my top five a uh, couple interesting names inside the top 12 that could be available uh in your league that you need to consider graham gano chris boswell austin seibert and ryan Suckup. so those are those are some other names inside of my top 12 at the kicker spot and for defenses chris since i know you've been really excited about this uh defenses if it will load there it goes uh buffalo bills came in at number one um miami's turning the ball over constantly they're not running the ball effectively and buffalo's been putting up a ton of fantasy points as a, as a scoring defense cincinnati against the fighting flaccos uh of the new york jets this weekend uh good luck with that chris uh the jets are horrible as per usual um indiana arizona actually comes in number three they've been opportunistic they've been able to get some teams have been able to get a lot of pressure on aaron Rodgers. so i expect a few sacks in this game no Devonte adams helps uh, the Colts against the Titans at four uh, and Carolina comes in at five for me. Bucks come in at like and then some of the teams that I should mention that are really gr- better real life defenses, but are probably a little bit lower than you would expect them to be, but are still, I think, in the absolutely startable category. Bucks at seven, Saints eight, Rams nine, Steelers ten. They're kind of in that group there. None of them have an elite matchup, um, but uh, Tampa's going to be interesting in the, in, the, in the Jameis Winston revenge game. Cannot wait for the uh, social media takes uh, that will lead into this week. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But uh, there are probably 10 defenses I feel really, really good about starting this week. Uh, for Buffalo, Cincinnati, Arizona, Indy, Carolina, Dallas, Tampa, New Orleans, Los Angeles, and Pittsburgh. I would be comfortable with any of those 10 in my lineup this week. If the Jameis Winston revenge game narrative can stop us from talking about Tom Brady and this 600th touchdown pass trade, that's all I, that's really. Yeah, all I please. I can't, I can't I do just, this anymore. We do this. By the way, every I, other I, sport. So I tweeted up. that. I tweeted that last night and people were like legitimately mad at me for being like, this is a stupid story. We should stop talking. It's just about dumb. Like, yeah, of course, of course, this is what, this is what happens in baseball all the time when, when memorable stuff like this happens. Like this is just a standard. Like the guy that caught Jeter's 3,000 awesome Mike Evans face was when he went. Yeah. yeah, I gave it away. Like, the dude racked up. It happens every week. It's not a big deal. He wasn't leaving the stadium with the ball. I can tell you that right now. Like, yeah, come no. on. Like, look, so, like, the guy that caught Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit, which was a home run, like, he gave the ball back. He got a photo op with Jeter. They got memo. Like, this is this is, this is is common what you stuff. do. Yeah. yeah. Like, and by the way, as, as it revealed on there, like, Tom Brady's basically is giving him essentially $60,000 extra with the Bitcoin he's going to give him. So this guy is going to get 60-something grand if he cashed it out right away on that. $1,000 to the team shop, two years' worth of season tickets, game-worn cleats for Mike Evans. He did pretty well for himself here. I think he did okay. Two Brady jerseys and a Mike Evans jersey. Yeah, Brady jerseys are five, ten grand a pop. Like, he, the dude racked up. He, he was not fine. leaving with the stadium. The stadium and, with the ball. He was, There's yeah. no way he could have, oh, we should have kept it hostage. It was not happening. He would have been arrested for something. Oh, and by the way, leaving the ball, leaving the stadium with the ball. And I just want to get this off my chest because I think this this is how social media works. I ten thousand percent believe 
in this alternate universe where the guy leaves the stadium with the ball, he becomes the biggest villain on social media of all time. <laughs> the same people that are saying, oh, he, he missed out on all these thousands of dollars, yes. hundreds of thousands yes. of dollars would be vilifying him for being selfish and that ball's not his. You don't deserve that. That should be in the Hall of Fame. So it, it, people were going to just try to create a story no matter what that dude did. So Look, good for him. Have you ever been it, to a game in Tampa? Can we throw the luck factor in? There's 400,000 Mike Evans jerseys. Like, literally within five yards of that dude, Mike could have spotted somebody else. He just happened to have the old freaking digital clock jersey on. So, Mike saw it. He could have given it to anybody. He racked up out of pure luck. I mean, come on. This is Also, I'm old enough to remember when they would send team officials in the stands to get balls that were kicked in there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like the guy, the kicker missed the net, and they would still come and take the ball from you. Yeah, when I was playing, there was no, it was not baseball. You weren't, you weren't keeping a ball that the kicker kicked over the net, anything like yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely not. By like, the way, so, the, the Jameis Winston revenge game will keep me off Twitter probably Friday yeah. through Monday. Just okay, just can't wait. So you, just so you know, as we it's jump back in, it's gonna be hilarious. That. Well, it's, in that case, where can everybody follow you on Twitter and social media, even though they're not going to have any takes from you this weekend, Jake? Hopefully, I can keep myself off there. Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL Instagram. Jamie, if, if Jake gets a few mighty swells in, uh, he might uh, he might open up the app and we'll see. We'll, it could get really interesting on there. We'll see what happens. Uh, you can follow me at, at Jamie Eisner on Twitter at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. And a reminder, as always, on Friday at five or excuse me, four thirty p.m. Eastern on Instagram Live at the Draft Network, I will be breaking down all of these owners' box. Uh, potential place for you start sits whatever you need please ask questions i will be happy to chat with you so please answer me excuse me join me and ask any questions that you might want to have over there this week and i'll help you set your lineups this week you can follow me on twitter at shoe radio schu radio make sure you follow the show on twitter at tdn fantasy the draftnetwork.com underneath the fantasy tab is where all jamie's rankings live and will be updated throughout the week we're back sunday night a post week eight recap show we'll talk to you then Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.